Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Culture and Conservation. This is where we talk about all things culture and all things conservation because we're trying to make conservation more culturally relevant. I just feel like it needs a sound after that. That's why I always do that. Like a little bell or something. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Did y'all hear trucks in the background? Oh, that's why your sound dropped for a second. Is it like really loud? Because I can't hear it. I mean, I can hear it. I don't know. But if y'all can't hear it, then it's fine. I just wanted to give that disclaimer that that's not a hungry Yeti you hear. That's a truck. Yeah, so guys, this is our our first, I guess, virtual recording of our podcast for just ourselves because we are in two different places. Um, Michaela's leaving me. I have graduated. It's from really Mississippi State University, and I have moved back home for a little bit um, while I'm working from home. Um, so yes, yeah, so gainfully employed. I am. I do have a job. Thank. Thank, thank the Lord. But so if you if we have any technical difficulties, just bear with us, y'all, because it's the first time we really had to do this for real, for real. But we are so excited for another episode and to be talking about um, today's topic and everything. Remember, um, if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us at Culture and Conservation. Um, share this podcast with your family and friends. And if you haven't rated us yet, Give us five stars, please. It's great. Oh, that reminds me, Morgan, can I read one of our reviews? Yes. It was, I just, I just remembered that, um, I think it was a young lady who sent it. I really can't remember. Let me pull it back up. It was so sweet and just really warmed my heart. Okay, so actually, I really don't know who it was. Um, I thought it was... A, a woman's name but anyway she, it says it, we ha- it gave us all five stars okay and the title of the review is proud black moment with a black fist I love yes. it. Okay. and so it says it's so exciting to see young black women express our culture while dropping knowledge on nature i'm here for it i cannot wait to see what else y'all have to bring in these podcasts i love it doesn't it just that just bless my heart? It really it did just my soul. Fill my spirit up. I am I full. It. What'd you say? I said I am full. I know. I it just uh, I love it. And it's like it just gives you a little bit more fire, you know, for us to keep doing. Yes. I want thank you, Sister Brister, for that testimony. Um <laughs> and it is Sunday, by the way. So it is. Amen. Yes, we're always ready. We always love a good review and a good testimony, and we appreciate all support. Those yeah. of y'all that listen, y'all subscribe, y'all share with y'all friends and family, um, give us five stars, and write reviews like that really means a lot to us because we just be up here talking. Honestly, and we really, I mean, we try, we, you know, we take notes and we put effort into it, but we up here talking and to know that y'all love it and y'all right. find it enjoyable and helpful and it's something that you want to continue to listen to and support means a lot to us. So thank you for whoever wrote that review. We really appreciate it. I will be taking a screenshot and posting on my social media. Oh, I think I sent you the screenshot. 
I will be posting on my social media. Okay. Okay. Because so I, I got it if you need it. Just hit, you know. I'm going to be that person. We <laughs> appreciate receipts around here and we shall um, make that. When is it? I wish you could like pin on Instagram, but you can only pin tweet. Anyway. You could pin comments. Yeah, but the same the comment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean that you could pin on Instagram? Like what? pin a post. Like just pin like your favorite post, pin it to the to the top. So oh. whenever somebody goes to your page, they always see that post first and then everything else in chronological order. Oh, that is so look at that. Yeah, but you can only do that on Twitter. I you notice I wouldn't know that. Don't you have a Twitter? I, Michaela, I think I should just be an egg. It's like <laughs> I have a Twitter and I occasionally engage in Twitter, but I don't really tweet like that. I just go on there when something trending is happening and I just want to like see the oh. trending comments. I'm not like yeah. my app of choice is Instagram. I get that. And then Snapchat and then Facebook and then Twitter, or maybe Facebook and Twitter are in the same boat. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter as far as like following more accounts and like seeing what they got to say and like retweeting and stuff like that. But I just, I'm not going to get lazy. And I feel like if it's on Twitter, it's going to officially, it's going to eventually make its way to Instagram. So oh, 100%. if I just hang tight, I can, I can, you know. Yeah. If it's trendy yeah. enough, it'll make it to yeah. Instagram. Well, that's enough about that. Today, we want to introduce a new segment. Okay, um, we call this unpopular opinion. This is not an original idea, guys, by the way. So don't be like, that ain't no new idea. It's, it's a new segment for us. It's new because, to us. Right, but, but we have a lot of unpopular opinions and we just want to share them. Some of the less inflammatory ones. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think my friend Morgan, I think you have an unpopular opinion that you want to share today to get off your chest. <laughs> Because you don't have an unpopular opinion either. I always have unpopular opinions, but honestly, I'm going to let you have the floor on this one today. Oh, that was a deep sigh. What is it? I just, I just feel like you're like throwing me into the fire. You're, you're testing unpopular opinion segment on me to see how people are going to respond. So, But we I, talked about this already. I know, but I'm going to get canceled. No, you won't. I won't, be- let you, I won't let you get canceled, friend. Thank you. You know what? That's another conversation for the day, but cancel culture, guys, we got to work on that. And so my unpopular opinion has to do with our topic today. Um, And like our topic, but just the overall arching theme of how environmentalism has become green, not green, but like trendy Mm -hmm. and, you know, very popular on social media, a lot of brands and companies have adopted this kind of what is it this ecocentric like vibe within like creating their products and branding and and just you know trying to be sustainable and trying to be responsible and all that which is great which is great but We we see your hearts however um but as much as I would just love to love that humans they make things difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think that my unpopular opinion kind of stems from an over amount of misinformation 
Mm. And then a lack of education as well as what seems, and me and Michaela have talked about this before, what seems to be the creation of like a hierarchy yes. in conservation. So it kind of becomes like a competition. Right. Which, I can be more green than you. Which is not a competition. Right. The, there is no finish line. And I mean, the finish line is death. You die. Yeah. <laughs> and you start over again if you believe in reincarnation. But there's, there's no finish line. There's no trophy. You get right. to, there, you can like, breathe. It's like it doing is. the right thing. Like you don't get trophies for doing what's right, if that makes what's sense. What's right. Yeah. So, unpopular opinion. So, talking about clean beauty or just the overall trendiness of the green movement. Now, listen, I love to see people, me and Michaela both, we love to see people getting outside, getting connected with nature, um, and sharing their experiences with other people. And I really think that social media is a great tool for that right you know social media has its pros and its cons but one thing that social media is gives us an advantage on is being able to connect with people and share our experiences to wider audiences in you know a less amount of time Mm how so never i'm trying to find the right way to say this okay Y'all can't see me, but like I we'll really let you wonder. have the room. We'll let you have the room. I just, I just don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to. I don't. You know what it is? I don't want like anybody to get separated from the flock. Well, I think I get what you're saying because it's like, like you said, we support businesses being more sustainable and trying right. to make things more environmentally friendly. However, it's really turned into this big competition, like we said, of like being more green than you. And then like right. you said earlier, there's a lot of misinformation and right. that leads to like greenwashing, which right. you know so for me personally, when I see people turn things and like things like this into um a competition I'm like okay see this is how we got into this mess in the first place mm-hmm. because conservation has it is for everybody right like it's right. for everybody because it impacts all of us in some way however different groups different segments of the population different you know people based on their culture minority I mean race ethnicity all that have been excluded from this space and I feel like that's kind of happening again with the whole Mm -hmm. I'm more green than you I don't use plastic straws at all I see what you're saying and you do so you're bad or little things like that and I think that's due to like over over sensationalized Mm-hmm. things that people are seeing on social media because over half um, of the American population admits to getting their news from social media at some point throughout the right. day or the week. Right. Cool. And obviously on social media, what you like, what you follow, curates other posts and, and pages like that to your feed. Mm-hmm. So you see more of that you see more of what you're interested in based on the analytics right right not a big deal but I need people to understand that 
environmentalism comes from ecology, which is a science. Mm -hmm. It's a subset of biology. Now, it's not a very old science, say, like, biology itself, right? It's mm -hmm. still evolving, like all sciences are. But with that comes a level of, I don't want to say, like, a standard, because standards change as we learn right. more. However, having correct information is important. Absolutely. Because in order to be a good steward, you need you need to have a level of education about it. I'm not saying that you have to have degrees like we do. You don't you don't have to have a degree in wildlife science to be a good steward. Right. However, when people make certain claims and assumptions like I don't use plastic straws. You know, that's like so I'm the saving the planet. I'm saving like really the, the turtles. My geese. Like you're, you're, I'm saving the turtles. But you're eating Atlantic caught salmon. So are you really saving the turtles? And I'm not upset with you. I'm really not. However, it goes back to that misleading information. That it goes saying. back to that misleading information and also not making being a, a conservationist accessible to everybody, right? 100%. So not taking into consideration people's backgrounds, their environment, what they're surrounded by, um, their economic status. Like everybody cannot keep bees on their rooftop. No, they cannot. Martha, and that's okay. There's, there are other ways to provide pollinator habitat. There are other ways to be impactful, mm -hmm. but it's it's almost as if, if you don't, if you're not a conservationist in this big grand way, then right. you're not doing it right. You're just, you, might, you might as well just quit. <laughs> if you don't fit into hashtags, then you're just not doing it Right. And right. I don't like that because that's not true. And that that's one of the reasons why we started this, right, was because we wanted everybody to know that you can be a conservationist, you can be impactful to the natural world, you can help make Mother Earth happy and keep her strong and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times what happens is you see these influencers, they get on their TikToks, and they're reals mm -hmm. and they talk about how they are zero waste in their home how they only eat this type of thing and they only mm -hmm. do this and x y and z and they are all organic non-gmo i have a whole thing about that i don't mean to cut you off friend i know i know I am thinking of a very specific Netflix documentary that had a very famous, world famous a celebrity in it talking about things that I was just like, nobody's going to do this because it's not accessible to regular everyday people. I'm glad that you care yeah. about the environment, but everybody, not, ain't nobody going to do this. It's just not going to happen. You know going to do this. And the thing is like, we need make it green, but real, but realistic. Exactly. And like, just the idea of people jumping to extremes. Now, again, if you want to be zero waste, by all means, do your thing. Kudos to you. I, I think that that's admirable. I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to strive to do it. I'm just not. I'm, I'm going not. to try to decrease my waste 
Okay, well, have you met me? I'm I'm really kidding. That's I, not that's not realistic for my lifestyle. It's not realistic <laughs> for most people's lifestyles, to be completely honest. Now maybe you know if I come into some monies and I can just revamp my entire life to where that's how it works. Cool, but right now. But that's why, to your point, that's why it's important. Like, think about the three R's. It's reduce. Reduce. Reuse. Reuse. Recycle. Come on. Not zero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's just. Come on. Open, open, open the floodgates, Sister Brister. We have to be realistic today. in our approach to conservation, to environmentalism, to being green. And that's really all we're saying. Make it accessible, and I think, make it practical. And I think what people don't understand is like you do more harm than good because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, a lot of the influencers that I see do this don't look like you and me. And so yeah, like you're are. already isolating and ex- like isolating people who have traditionally been excluded from this space further. Mm-hmm. you're all you're, you're already you're making it seem as if that person can't be involved in this and you're not saying that per se but your actions mm-hmm. what you're proposing is doing that it doesn't have to be this extreme thing in order for it to be impactful and transformative because the way mm-hmm. that the environment works is not always in extremes it's exactly. about balance it's about balance so learning more making sure you're spreading the right information, making sure that you're educating yourself so that you can educate other people. There are so many ways for people to get involved with conservation, with getting outdoors. And we talk about this on our social media, on our podcast. Y'all heard us give you like tips and tricks to be more earth friendly or how black people have always been earth friendly. Go check out one of our original episodes for that. So those types of things, like it could be as simple as not leaving your lights on in your house when you don't, when you're not in a room and you don't need them or unplugging things and turning stuff off to reducing how long you're in the shower. These can also have benefits to you financially Mm -hmm. because who wants a water bill that's absorbingly high <laughs> nobody nobody because baby i ain't gonna be able to save a whale a walrus or a turtle if i can't you know wash my butt like this not gonna <laughs> it's just not gonna work out i have to say you have to take care of yourself first and foremost before you can take care of other people, other people. yes and then another thing and i'm gonna just wrap this on up real quick because i know okay. we're where you know tearing too long I don't want to be before you long saints (laughs) don't want to be before you long um having grace and compassion with people Mm -hmm. meeting people where they are now that's a new buzz talk term meeting people where they are it is yeah well we actually mean like in the real way right but having grace and compassion I know a lot of times, you know, we we are in a space of where we can access information quickly, right? Like we have an encyclopedia on our phone called Google that works 24-7, holidays, weekends, all that. And so we can find information, we can look up things. And again, with social media, you know, those things can be advertised easily. More people can get their news from social media today than they did five, 10 years ago. 
and sometimes it's very easy to emphasize the bad you know with like climate change oh, things yeah. like that wildfires popping off all over the place and it's very easy for people to feel like we're doomed right mm -hmm. the earth is just going to hell in a handbasket and we are all strapped in with gasoline draws <laughs> what i want i'm serious like yeah, you, you, you be serious. i've just never like, heard it I get you know, it. Pe people on these rants and, and they put like all of this pressure on folks like us who have the degrees or people who make certain decisions to just fix absolute everything. Like why haven't we fixed it all? Mm -hmm. Well, science is ever evolving people. And the more we learn, the more and better we can do, right? College is not that old. And the issues and the problems that we have did not pop up overnight, which means they're not gonna be solved overnight. Right. It don't matter how zero waste you are today, that problem is not gonna be solved tomorrow. However, have some grace and compassion for the people who are trying to do the work and with yourself. And Earth is a lot more compassionate as an entity then we give her credit for i believe just recognize those that are trying and have been trying because the issues and the problems that we that we know are issues and problems now 50 years ago 100 years ago they weren't worried about that they probably should have been but that's why we're in the boat because right they, now, were, they weren't worried. that's why we're in the boat we're in now so like we are trying to fix problems that started 50 and 100 years ago right and we are doing our best okay People think they're doing their best. So every little and bit helps. And we need every, every little bit, every little bit helps, but I don't want people to get caught up in this whole doom and gloom, like we're just doomed and we're going, right. Earth's gonna be here. She's gonna be here. Now, whether we're here to to hang out or not is completely Different up story. to us. But that does not mean that you don't try. Exactly. Nor does that mean that you put unrealistic expectations on people. We all can do our part and we can always do more as we evolve, as we learn more, as we get more resources, as we become more educated. But starting is so much more important than sitting there and complaining because you know I cannot stand when people want to talk about problems all the time. All problems have solutions. And one person's solution may be different than somebody else due to access, resources, education, all of that. So just let's not make this a competition. Let's not make this a race because like I said, the only finish line is the grave. Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, because like we are all trying to live. We're all trying to create a better place for ourselves and our descendants and all of that. And we can do that more efficiently and effectively together more so than pointing fingers and saying well you're not doing this you're not doing that now if you litter around me I am going to tell you to pick it up because that's nasty don't don't do that don't I mean but that's not the same thing as telling people you're being no no but you but you know some people be like with that you're shaming no I'm not shaming you that's darling. not shaming that's just educating I'm, I'm not shaming you right I'm holding you accountable right and hope and trying to teach you to have some manners so don't do that but yes like just educate yourself be open, be compassionate, and above all else, just put your best foot forward. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. That's it.
So I just want to say that I completely agree with my friends on popular opinion here. Um, because like we said, just do the best you can. Every little bit helps. You know, this ain't this ain't a competition. Um, so do you do you feel better? Do you feel um lighter? Oh okay, well, I do. You do? Okay. I, I feel redeemed. Okay, well, we're gonna take a quick little break and then we're gonna come back and um introduce today's topic um that we're gonna get into. Um, so yeah. We'll be right back. Okay, y'all, we are back. And today we're going to be talking about clean beauty. What is it? So you just listened to um, Morgan's unpopular opinion um, about how really everything's in competition of this is green, that's green, we're doing a better job, so buy our products, okay? And we personally feel like clean beauty is one of those things. I don't know about you, Morgan, but I have personally been hearing a lot more about clean beauty since the pandemic started than I did before. I know it was a thing before, but it seems like since the pandemic started, it's like clean beauty, this clean beauty, that. And so I was just sitting there thinking the other day when I was, I can't even remember where, I think it was like a commercial or something that was playing in the background mentioning clean beauty. And I was like, what even is clean beauty? What, what do you mean by that? So I looked it up. And turns out that there really isn't a set or solid definition of clean beauty, which is really part of the problem. Yeah. Okay. But what I did find um, from a a few different definitions, uh, one says that clean beauty refers to products that are made without ingredients shown or or suspected to harm human health. And then another one refers to products that consider impacts to human and environmental health. So really clean beauty is all about using, or it's supposed to be all about products um, that use ingredients that are not harmful to humans or the environment, right? However, like I said, there are so many more clean beauty products I feel like nowadays that that has opened the door to greenwashing, which we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And so for the people who don't know what greenwashing is, um, it's really just providing misleading information about how a company's products are more environmentally sound. So going back to what you were saying earlier, Morgan, about the competition of we're more green, we're more environmentally sound. Yeah. Right. And so I found out some very interesting things when researching this topic. Did you know that the beauty industry is self-regulated. I mean, did you know? I think you already knew that because you know you dibble and dabble in your own products. Y'all check out Flare Apothecary. But um, I personally did not. My little company, my yeah. little business. Yes, check it out on the gram. But I personally did not know that it was self-regulated. Yeah. And so what that means is that anyone can claim can claim that a product is clean beauty. They just right. slap the sticker on there. And yep. it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the same thing as organic, which we'll talk about that on a whole different day. But beauty products can be labeled organic without approval from the USDA. Because mm-hmm. when you're using like a certain amount of um what you think are or call organic products, you can like get it certified through USDA. And if they certify, mm-hmm. you'll get this seal. However, that certification process is so expensive 
that most small companies right. cannot afford that. So they just say it's organic. And because the beauty industry is self-regulated, there's nobody like overseeing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. People are just like, oh, it's organic. It says organic. Cool. And so here's another wild fact with the whole like self-regulation thing and the regulations of the cosmetic industry. Did you know that America's cosmetic regulations for safe products are 81 years old? Lord Jesus. 81, Morgan. Girl, that's how old my granny is. Exactly. That's Shout older than my granny. granny. Shout out to you, granny. And so our, our regulations for safe products are as old as our grandparents or older. And that's a problem because we have so many more beauty products these days than they did back in their time you know and we're constantly putting all this stuff on our skin and everything you know and it's washing back into the environment whenever you know shower or bathe or whatever Mm -hmm. and so the fda also has no authority to recall toxic beauty products did you know that yeah so a manufacturer a manufacturer has to volunteer to recall their product I feel like I knew that just with my own research and stuff, but I, always, but I always try to stay in the parameters of FDA regulations. Um, but I'm saying, isn't that crazy that like the FDA, they they see oversee all these things, but they can't recall a company's product if it's toxic. The company has to volunteer and who's going to volunteer to lose money? Exactly. No one. So... Um, I just, you know, I have so many thoughts because this is just kind of blowing my mind a little bit that, you know, clean beauty is out there and it's just like, oh, it's good for you. It's good for you. It's great for you. Right. However, there are lots of misconceptions with clean beauty. And one of the biggest ones is that natural is always better. That's the one right there. (laughs) That's the one that's, that's it right there. Okay. You could just close the doors, open the doors in the church right there. we're gonna stay on that one because there are so many other myths and we'll talk about them later like you know on our instagram or um and other posts and whatnot but the assumption that natural is always better is like morgan said it's not necessarily a thing because the problem with, with well one of the problems with natural can be how that ingredient or product is sourced if it's sourced in an unsustainable destructive manner then it's not better for the environment. We hadn't even got to the human health part. We ain't even got there yet, guys. Okay, if so. we're not even there. We ain't even got to the human health part. So kind of like what you were saying earlier with um, you know, plastic straws, but people are still eating certain types of seafood. Um, you know, that's still contributing to the overall arching problem. So like palm oil is a big example. Girl, right? It's used in so many different products. And the product itself, if I'm not mistaken, it's not necessarily bad for your skin or anything like that, but it is unsustainably sourced. And research has shown that palm oil can be made synthetically in a, you know, in a safe way, in a responsible way. You know, companies just have to be willing to put their best foot forward and put their money where their mouth is in order to, you know, safely, um, you know, make palm oil instead of going out in nature and getting it. And so palm, you know, harvesting palm oil is is, um, associated with um, 
removing habitat for orangutans. And -hmm. I cannot remember the other um, species, but huge problem for orangutans. You know, they're they're losing, Yeah. yeah, they're losing their habitat due to palm oil extraction. So that, that's one side of the natural is not always better. Then you have the other side of where, honestly, a lot of natural ingredients are natural skin irritants. Okay. <laughs> they are natural skin irritants, or they're just straight up toxic, um, like botulism, or not botulism, botulin. That's organic, that's natural, but if you got too much of it in your body, it will kill you. Correct. So girls, this is not a, Botox is not a DIY thing. Do not no. do that at all. No, you do that <laughs> not safety. do that at if all. You do it. If you do it. Because you ain't going to be able to smile or blink. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, I think that's one of the, you know, when you're, when you're looking at clean beauty products, we just caution, like we've been saying, research inform yourself educate yourself because one natural is not always better a lot of these companies are greenwashing they're saying you know we're doing this when really it's just a cover-up for you know something else for example a lot of beauty products like to um tote the label of vegan oh girl right okay morgan i see you get a little you get a little vexed in your spirit so vegan but you're using beeswax. But no, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So vegan beauty products contain no um, animal byproducts like beeswax. There's no animal byproducts. However, just because it's vegan doesn't necessarily mean that there are no, um, none of the bad chemicals in it right like paraben for example you know we always hear about parabens no no parabens what is a paraben i don't really know but um i know that's something that we should avoid and i actually did a little bit of reading on parabens apparently they it mimics um i think estrogen so it's like linked to like some infertility issues or something like that yeah i think it's like a hormone disruptor yeah right so so your product can be vegan but it can have a whole lot of parabens in it. So it's just, if these are things that are important to you, all we're saying is it's important to do the research. Don't just, you know, see a product that says, oh, it's clean, it's organic, it's vegan, and buy it. Because you might just be getting, you know, the wool pulled over your eyes. Right. So you have anything you want to add, Morgan? Yes, I do. Um, As so a beauty we, product connoisseur and entrepreneur. <laughs> connoisseur is a bit ambitious. As Michaela stated, I do own um, and create my own natural skincare products called Flair Pop Care. Check me out, Flair underscore Pop Care on Instagram. I think you need to say that a little bit more clearly, friend, just so everybody Blair knows Flair underscore apothecary on Instagram. We will However, put that in the show notes. Thank you. However, my um, in, my online store is currently closed because I'm giving myself some time to revamp, rework on some products so I can relaunch later in the fall. So just keep an eye out for that. But definitely go follow. I still post pretty neat content. However, as Michaela was saying, natural does not mean always mean better. And so a little bit of backstory. The reason why I started my my line was because 
I love to make things. I love to create things, but I did want to teach people about the natural world through skincare products, like basically meet people where they are, which happens to be in their bathrooms and in their vanities and things like that. While I'm inspiring people to, you know, indulge in self-care and take care of themselves, right? I want to give people products that have benefits that are inspired and powered by, you know, the natural world. However, something that's really important to note is that all natural does not mean all good all the time. Right. There are lots of things that occur in nature that are great, wonderful. And then there are things that occur in nature that will mess you up. Yes. I always give this example, poison, poison ivy. Oh, Tyrodendron yeah. radicans is the scientific name. It's a naturally occurring plant, right? But I do not advise anybody to go roll around in poison ivy. Right. Now, there are certain animals that can eat poison ivy, that can nest in poison ivy and be just fine. There are certain people who don't have as bad as a, as a reaction to poison ivy. Right. But nonetheless, it's called poison ivy for a reason. For a reason. <laughs> there are a lot of natural ingredients that are very commonly used in things like body butters and body oils, which is what I make, stuff like that, that can like Michaela said, have skin irritation. For instance, something that's happening now, a lot of skincare brands are starting to either completely change their formulas for certain things or make a different type of product that does not contain things like almond oil or walnut oil or, you know, oils that come from nuts because people have coconut oil, right? Right. Because people have nut allergies. Um, a lot of people are starting to have coconut oil, coconut allergies, which I don't know why, but that's a thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's a thing that's happening now. So that's something to be um, conscious of. It's just because a label says all natural, whatever. That does not mean that those ingredients in there will not react badly with you. So read the ingredients, right? Right. If you have an allergy to coconuts, you need to be looking for coconut oil, right? You need to be looking for certain things mm -hmm. because it can be fine and dandy for somebody else, but then you put it on your skin and you're having a reaction. Also, patch tests are really important. Mm -hmm. When you buy a new skincare product, just put a little bit on your arm or a little bit like under your chin when you don't have anywhere to go and see how you react to that. Because again, what, what has an effect, one effect on one person may not have the same effect or impact on you um to the note of self-regulating like the beauty industry is self-regulating a person can say oh my stuff is all natural oh, my stuff is vegan all oh, my stuff is cruelty free mm -hmm. and that not necessarily be the case and i know that certain that labels are not necessarily always easy to read because there are things that that we use in our products that we ingredients we put in our products to preserve it and things mm -hmm. like that you may not know what that is a lot of times I've heard people say, oh, if this product is all natural, it should not contain preservatives. No. Um, gotta be shipped I, somewhere and you gotta- Absolutely not. Ships. Um, formulating skincare and beauty products is chemistry, whether we like it or not. Um, and like Michaela said, in order for things to be shelf stable, depending on what they are. So anything that contains water, whether that's distilled water, aloe vera juice, rose water, 
coconut, all, you know, all these different types of waters y'all like to put in stuff. It needs to have a preservative because water is great. Water is the source which all things, living things need to live, right? including microbes, most. And if you go to Sephora, also whoever, and you pay $20 for a little two ounce serum or whatever. Bottle of something. A rose water toner. You gonna be mad if in less than five days your stuff start growing mold. Yeah. I'm gonna be mad for you. Right. Even if you even if you refrigerate it. So that's why. And yes, there are preservatives that are all natural that you know are not, they don't have carcinogens, they don't have parabens. And then there are preservatives that do. So that's where that um, responsibility comes in and the manufacturer of choosing and selecting what they are going to include in their ingredients to obviously make their product beneficial, but also make sure that it's stable. Um, So that's just something else to be considered of just because something has a preservative doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Right probably you know needs it you don't right. want stuff, you don't want your stuff to go bad especially when you spend money because skincare is not cheap oh it's God. not at all um what else what else can I say so just a little quick timeline on beauty on um, the skincare world and skincare girls um humans have been obsessed with beauty for a very long time either we wanted to be beautiful or be associated with beautiful people mm-hmm and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like Michaela said earlier, um, the regulations are what, 80, 81 years old? How many? Yes. Yeah. So it's a long time. Old. Right? It's a long time. Old. <laughs> um, I think it's really neat to know that, like, the timeline of skincare, how it's kind of evolved and transformed, how we know more, obviously, than we did two, three hundred years ago, even 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 100 years ago. At one point in time, I don't know the exact century, so historic, historian people do not come after me because I can't remember right now. But let's just say like in the time of Elizabeth I, right, of England, they were using um, powder to put on their faces, but that powder had arsenic in it or lead because mm-hmm. they wanted their very white right. look. Now we know now that arsenic and lead will kill you. Like we, right. we know that it's toxic not to ingest it, not to put it on your skin, all of that. But back then people didn't know that. Um, and even if you were to go to like the twenties or the fifties or the thirties and things like that, we look at just how far cosmetics have come as far as people learning the impact and effects that certain ingredients have on human health as well as environmental health, as far as how it's being sourced. Is it sustainable? Is it impacting certain species and, and mm. things like that? Um, so it, it does, it, it may shock some of y'all to know, but you need to read ingredients. I cannot say that more and more. You need to read ingredients. You can't completely put the onus on skincare companies. And Again, it's a science. So it's always evolving. How I made my products when I first opened my store is not going to be how I make my products two years from now because I'm learning more. Like I said, more people are having nut allergies and coconut allergies. So that means revamping and going back to the drawing board. But transparency is important. So 
beauty products that have transparent labels and stuff like that is really important. And it's, you know, if you see something like Michaela was talking about palm oil earlier, there's nothing wrong with looking up what palm oil is or where it comes from mm-hmm. and what the benefits of it are for your skin. Because a lot of times there's like these buzzwords and these buzz terms and people are like, oh, this has pure Moroccan oil and pure argan oil and it's great. You don't even know what argan oil does. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you that you shouldn't use it because argan oil is great. It is. But look it up. Like don't necessarily take just somebody's word for it. Look it up. If you see that that's a common thing or you see that that's a, like a common ingredient in your favorite skincare product, you might want to look up what argan oil does. but you might want to look up like because you may and then another thing there are products that are and this is where reading comes in that are only for your body not your face oh yes that's a good point do not put products that are only for your body on your face they are products that are good for your face and your body but not for your hair Right. So for my two-in-one girls and guys out there, maybe not. So yeah. just read, you know, like just just read, be responsible, um, and just do your research, really. Like don't right. be afraid to, because again, this stuff can be found on the internet. So don't be And from reputable sources, people. Right. Don't, not Wikipedia. Right. So if you don't take anything else away from this episode, it, we just want to say it's important to do your research on your pro- on your products or what you're putting in your body. And like like we said, real research, not just, oh, I looked it up on Wikipedia or I read the first article I saw and that was it. You want to make sure you're like reading things from reputable sources um, that you can that have been shown to be trustworthy over, you know, a few years or whatever so um so we're going to try and wrap things up and we also have another segment we want to introduce at the very end so do you have anything else you want to add morgan before we wrap this whole shebang up no ma'am okay so our final little segment and this will be the end of our show um you know we've been asking y'all for conservation stories because we want to hear why y'all love nature why you might be inspired to work with conservation or natural resources whatever all those great things right and so we finally got a story yay for us and um so I'm just gonna read it Morgan did you read it already I didn't. Okay, well, this will be I wanted it to be a surprise. To be a surprise. Okay, so um, this story says, I love nature because it's the ultimate de-stressor. It's peaceful, interesting, and doesn't cost anything to enjoy. My earliest nature memories include chasing lizards and butterflies, watching the hawks that perched in my family's garden, and pretending to be an adventurer in my, quote, backyard jungle. Because I enjoy nature so much, I'm inspired to do all I can to conserve it. I started graduate research on birds and artificial light at North Carolina State in 2019. I am interested in minimizing the impacts of the built environment on wildlife. My research is interdisciplinary, combining aspects of field ornithology, urban ecology, microbiology, genetics, nutrition, and veterinary science. 
After finishing my degree, I hope to become a professor and start my own research lab that focuses on urban wildlife and anthropogenic pollutants such as light and noise. And this story comes from our very own friend and associate wildlife biologist, Murray Burgess, soon to be Dr. Burgess. <laughs> so yeah, so we just want, thank you, Murray, for that story. I, per, I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Morgan? Yeah. So these are the types of stories that we're looking for, guys. You know, send them in to us. We'll read them. And, you know, you can share it with your friends and family because, like we said, we just want to hear why you love nature, why you want to be involved in this world. And that's really it. They can be as short or as long as you want. Hopefully not too long, though. But, <laughs> but you know, that was great. And like I said, thank you, Murray, for your story. And so with that, um, we're done. So we'll see you guys or talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.